0: but it helped me start my journey of taking away a lot of shame <laughs> that I had associated with a lot of the things I thought was just wrong with me. Like I was just lazy and I couldn't start things and and finish them. And I just thought I was the kind of person that I would start a project and I just wouldn't finish because I'm lazy or I just, I'm disorganized, you know, and I'm, I'm messy. It's been a journey. It's hard to completely get rid of some of those thoughts because they're so ingrained in me from childhood but it really really made me realize that i'm not lazy i'm really really hardworking, and yeah i'm disorganized but like it's for a reason and also sometimes it's okay to be messy like it's okay okay
1: welcome to successful with adhd i'm brooke schnittman let's get started Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Successful with ADHD. Today, I have someone very special. Her name is Liesl Teen. For any of you who are new or expecting moms, I'm sure you've seen her very large and comprehensive and valuable Mommy Labor Nurse Instagram. Liesl is just not any Instagrammer. She has her bachelor's uh, BSN and RN in labor and delivery. and She's the founder of Mommy Labor Nurse, and she provides online birth classes, resources, so it helps women provide them the knowledge and encouragement that they need to feel prepared and in control to have an even better birth, no matter what their delivery is. That is right.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Brooke. I'm excited to chat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm wearing my uh, pregnancy shirt on. Don't worry, guys, I am not pregnant. It (laughs) must have been a subconscious thought, you know. Must have Have been. (laughs) (laughs) So, Liesl, you know, we have a special relationship outside of just the professional. So tell everyone who doesn't know who you are, when you got diagnosed and what officially made you decide or if it was your parents who decided to go for the ADHD diagnosis?
0: It was not my parents. <laughs> I'll start off with, with that. Yeah, no, it was definitely not my parents. So kind of what happened was I have been just in therapy for for years. And I think, honestly, I started seeing stuff on social media, on TikTok and Instagram of ADHD kind of stuff just popping up. And I have other people in my life who have ADHD. So it's not like something that I was not like aware of at all, but stuff just started to pop up on my feed. And I started to kind of relate a little bit with some things like, you know, disorganization and time management kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but also I have I have anxiety, and I have depression, and I have these other things that have been labeled this, and it's probably not ADHD, like, no. So I just kind of started to dive a little bit deeper into that and talk to my therapist more, and she was like, "That's that could maybe be what's going because she's a therapist. She's not anybody that can diagnose diagnose things, right? But she's like, that's interesting. Why don't you see a psychiatrist and see if you can get a screening and talk to him? Uh, So I did. I, you know, I I went and found it's actually quite a little bit harder than people think to get an appointment for a freaking ADHD diagnosis. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, But at this point, it is. But at this point, she had said that. And that was like kind of my like she almost like gave me permission in a weird way to like say, okay, maybe that is what's going on. Let me now research everything that I need to know about like women with ADHD. And so by the time I'm like in the appointment with my psychiatrist, this is a lot of times I think what people do with ADHD is they're like, I know I have ADHD. Can you just tell me that I have ADHD? Yeah. (laughs) So we talked a lot about it and we talked a lot about childhood and like things that I you know, would, you know, has it been present from, from childhood and this, that, and the other. So I read a lot of different blogs and um, I can't remember what the name of the book is that i read now women with adhd something with women specifically and that really hit home i felt like i was reading a book about my life <laughs> so by the time i got into that appointment you know i it was basically a done deal and it took probably about 6 months for me to get my medication on like a good track which is mm-hmm. not abnormal i would say for people cuz i kind of started on on one and i was very just wary of taking medication in general for my, my other diagnosis and, and ADHD. So I was like, mm, but also, yeah, I probably I need should it. take medication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I said, it took about six months to get like a good routine and a good medication regimen down pat. And now I, I feel good and I feel regulated and it's it's working well.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're lucky it was only six months. Uh, it could take up to two years for people yeah. to find the right medication. So what changed? What changed when you got the right medication for you?
0: Honestly, I felt a lot more, I felt like I could initiate stuff a lot easier. Okay. I had so much trouble initiating tasks because I'm a nurse. Okay. I work in the hospital still, but now I have somewhat of a desk job. And since I've had my desk job per se, it is so hard to do some of this stuff that <laughs> you have to oh, do yeah. behind a computer. It's so hard. Oh yeah. Um, Cause it feels so boring. Um, so I would say that really, really helped me just task initiation and staying on task. And it was weird how I could just remember what I was doing <laughs> um, as I was doing it because back before I started medication, there was there was always that like I would be in the middle of cleaning the kitchen or something and I just like would totally forget that I was cleaning the kitchen and now it still sometimes happens you know but it's like when i'm at my desk and i'm doing you know i'm doing a project it's just easier to remember like in the back of my head if i get kind of off track on something i'm like oh yeah i am supposed to be doing this other thing now it's up to me if i'm like yes i'm going to go and do the other thing and actually go back on task but it helped that as well just kind of like staying on task that was a big big thing of mine that that it definitely helped i really really noticed the dopamine like surges almost because yeah, I I didn't even realize how much dopamine had to do with every like staying motivated and task initiation and like all of this is that executive dysfunction that I had like, Oh, wait a second. If my dopamine is nice and high, I, I am more apt to do all of these things. So I would say it definitely helped my work life tremendously and just kept me kept my thoughts a little bit more balanced. Like right now, what I take is extended release. And that is perfect for me. I started off with not even a stimulant. Stimulant. No, no. Um, I did like a combination of Wellbutrin and I, another antidepressant, which many people do and it works well for. Um, and then I started with the short acting Adderall stimulant. And that was good for a while. But I recognized that I would sometimes forget to take it the halfway during the day. And it just was, you know, so I'm like, can we start an extended release now? It's like, okay, I just wake up and I take it in the morning and it works and I'm good. Amazing. Yeah, it's been, it's definitely been a journey for, for sure.
1: For sure. It's funny that you said that you were having trouble sitting at a desk because that's actually when I noticed that I had ADHD as well, even Working with ADHDers for 20 years, I as soon as I started working online with clients, uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I'm having such a hard time shifting attention. And yeah. I noticed that. So now you have more of a balanced surge of a dopamine and you're able to choose and stay focused on the things that you want to stay focused on. So what else? have you discovered since your ADHD diagnosis
0: i would say it definitely got rid not completely got rid but it helped me start my journey of taking away a lot of shame <laughs> that i had associated with a lot of the things that i thought was just wrong with me like i was just lazy and i couldn't start things and and finish them and i was never you know i just thought i was the kind of person that I would start a project and I just wouldn't finish because I'm, I'm lazy or I just, I'm disorganized, you know, and I'm, I'm messy. So I would, it it definitely started that journey for me. And it's been a journey. It's hard to completely get rid of some of those thoughts because they're so ingrained in me from childhood, you know, but it, it really, really made me realize that I'm not lazy. I'm really, really hardworking and yeah, I'm disorganized, but like. It's for a reason. And also sometimes it's like, okay, to be disorganized and it's okay to be messy. Like, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it really, really helped me start to peel away some of that shame that I had had for so long.
1: Lots of self-acceptance I'm hearing once you started to work with your brain rather than against it.
0: Yes. Yes, for sure. I think this is probably so common for people that get diagnosed later in life is they, they thought that this is just the way they were. Like, I remember being like, wait, people actually can just like start something when they want to start something. Like they're like, I'm going to do laundry today. And they actually do it. They don't have to like completely like force themselves and then feel like crap if they don't get X, Y, Z million things with their laundry. Like perfect. Like I was, I was holding myself to like, wait, there are actually people out there that, that just do the, the boring things and they, you know, maybe they don't like it, but they like can do it.
1: What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, you and me are similar. We're fortunate <laughs> enough to be able to delegate the things that we or hire out, right?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I hire out a lot of things and it's a blessing, but it's, yeah, it's a lot.
1: It's <laughs> A lot. Exactly. So what other things have you tried since you received your ADHD diagnosis to help you?
0: I'm very, very heavy on pen and paper now or pencil and paper. Honestly, I have like pencil and paper pads, like kind of all over my house. And I use Alexa, like she is my B-I-T-C-H, for like everything. Um, Like my groceries, you know, it's like, because I just need, if I think of something, like I got to get somewhere and write it down right away. It needs to come out or it's going to go away, you know? So like, I just always need... A pencil and paper, you know, right here, or I need Alexa by my side to be like, hey, Alexa, like put my stuff on my grocery list that I just thought of because I saw a commercial for, you know, a hamburger and I realized, oh, yeah, I forgot to get my buns and I need to tell Alexa to get my, you know, stuff like that. So and for some reason, pen and paper, I realized was really, really crucial for me because I was like trying so hard to digitally organize my life because like so much of our lives are digital. But I was finally able to just like relinquish that and say, hey, like pencil and paper. It it works for a reason, like there's something to that pencil paper that makes such a difference.
1: It's the working memory.
0: Yes, yes.
1: It activates your working memory by using a pen and paper, not the same way as a computer in typing. So there's science behind that for sure. Now, not everyone prefers the pen and paper, and that's okay if you're digital, you know, whatever works for you, but there is science behind that for sure. I am a pen and paper type of girl too, but I also need my digital because in a digital world, you know, you're out and about and you're not going to always have paper around. I was so bummed when I met you two months after I gave birth and I was like, where was... Lisa, (laughs) (laughs) when I was pregnant, because my ADHD brain, I'm like, I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to think about? What's important? What's not important? So you just make these. And, you know, you started Mommy Labor Nurse before you even knew you had ADHD. So going back to what you said, as far as being lazy, like you're not lazy. I mean, you don't gain 600,000 followers by being lazy. and being a labor nurse yes and being a mom and a wife yes yes yes
0: I do a lot of things I wear a lot of hats I am not lazy I know it's like it's it's just that you're holding yourself back I think that's what I finally have really recognized from this diagnosis is that I've been holding myself back so much and it's like my own thoughts or what's keeping me from like the potential that I that I have and that I've already showed myself, right? Because like you said, I wear all these hats. I do all these things. But it's really just those thoughts that need that rewiring medication and therapy and rewiring. Exactly.
1: Totally. Totally. I actually talked about that in my upcoming book, Activated with the Love it. Activate your ADHD brain. My working memory is not so great, um, <laughs> but I promise it helps with that. So... Lisa, what hasn't changed for you since your ADHD diagnosis?
0: I would say I'm still messy. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with it, okay? I still I I recognize like especially when I'm making a reel or something or I'm doing some sort of really creative task, I've just accepted like I cannot put things away as I'm doing it. It's part of the process like I have to take you know this outfit out and try it on and then put it's like if I'm constantly trying to pick up after myself I lose my flow so it's like I can't it it does me no like service to be like organized and and perfectly like clean in those moments so that's a that's like a big thing that hasn't changed is that like yeah I'm definitely still messy in a lot of areas of my life but I've gotten rid of a lot of the the thoughts that there's like something bad with it I would say So
1: mm-hmm. oh, the visual distractions are you've accepted them and you're able to remain on your path and not disrupt your flow
0: Yeah and I have people who can help me clean up
1: afterwards <laughs> So Delegating, hiring out, yes. Well, you focus on the things that energize you, and you yeah. literally can feel more productive with. And yes. then you know it gives you that freedom to think positively, to make more mm-hmm. money, and mm-hmm. hire out. What would you say to younger Liesl, knowing what you know now?
0: Oh. Uh. I would say it's, it's tough because I've gone down this train of thought as well. Like, oh my gosh, you know, at first, first I feel like you're almost angry at not yourself, but like your parents or, or, or just, I'm like, oh, if I had gotten diagnosed earlier in life, like so many things maybe would have been different and you hold, but then it's like, I can't that's holding me back too, right, like thinking that way. But yeah, I don't know, I think I would tell myself a lot of what just I've learned in this, this thought progression, you know, to not hold myself to this, like, standard that is society, you know, because we live, one thing that I really, really recognized is that We live in a neurotypical world. We live in a world that is very, very much built for neurotypicals. And so, gosh, it makes so much sense why if I don't have a neurotypical brain, like stuff feels a lot harder. (laughs) So I think that's something I would just interject like, hey. This is kind of what's going on, Liesl.
1: (laughs) Yeah, since you have ADHD and you help moms, and I'm sure a lot of them have ADHD as well, what would you say is just one thing to think about if you're an expecting mom with ADHD?
0: I know that they, you honestly probably know more about this than I do, but I know that there's been some studies recently that have come out about medication regimens and pregnancy and which ones are okay and which ones aren't. Because I know a while back, people were like very anti-stimulant during pregnancy and now they're saying, you know, it's it's an individual basis, right? So Mm -hmm. first of all, don't think that if you get pregnant and you're on stimulants, like, oh my God, my life is, it's, this is going to be so horrible. I can't take my regular medication. There are definitely things that, you know, there might be some different dosages. I don't know, but it's not like an end all be all. Okay. Um, I would say, be kind oh my goodness be kind to yourself during pregnancy because it's adhd brain and pregnancy brain mixed and like I, like i said i got diagnosed after i was pregnant both times with both of my kids and it's like oh wow yeah okay i, I you know you have pregnancy brain but you're like oh yeah i also have adhd so it, it just be really kind to yourself okay Let's see. There's a lot of like I'll, I'll talk about one random tip that I just that I just thought of that I know is my ADHD coming out. One tip I tell people at the end of, of pregnancy when they're packing their hospital bag is I would always forget last minute what's going to go in my bag, but I couldn't pack the last minute things. OK, so like one thing that I did was I took a little sticky note and I would write those things, you know. I don't know, my toothbrush or my pillow, you know, cause like your charger. Yeah. The things that you couldn't pack in your bag, but like you had to grab before you had to go out of the house, you know? So I'm like, just write them on a sticky note and then put it on your packed bag and then it will alert you and let you know like, oh, I need to go grab these things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like a diaper bag. Okay. If you are out and you know, you need to remind yourself like, oh, Hey, I need to pack you know, this, that, and the other, put a little sticky note on there. A good thing for the diaper bag that I tell people too, is like to try and get into the routine of stocking it after you get home, instead of trying to like pack stuff right before you're leaving.
1: We know what happens in general with ADHD, the executive function shuts down when you're like frantic and you can't think, and then you put a baby on top of that. There's no planning involved. (laughs)
0: Yes. Like I had, this is how I think of my, a lot of my uh, bags, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or or go things like in my house, duplicates of things have like really saved my life. I think, I mean, I can go on and on about that. That's a whole other thing, but, but yeah, it's being kind to yourself. Definitely using visual reminders for sure is, is one thing, but yeah, it's, it is tough. It's, it's very tough having ADHD and being pregnant at the same time and being a mom and just living in our world.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I hear you. Well, thank you so much for coming on Successful with ADHD. If you had to leave one success tip, I think I know what you're going to say, but...
0: (laughs) Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Yes. That is mine. Be kind to yourself. I'll say be kind to yourself. Embrace your uniqueness. Okay. Because it's not... You know, there's nothing wrong. You're unique. Embrace it. Okay. Also, don't be afraid to reach out for help or seek out, you know, whether it is you're getting a diagnosis or you're reading books, like more information is power. (laughs) That's what I'm all about at Mommy Labor Nurse. We love education. So the more you can learn about what's going on with you, the better and more empowered you can feel. So,
1: I think of be be kind and rewind. You remember that?
0: (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Blockbuster, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Gen Z, I'm sorry. This doesn't apply to you. (laughs) How can people find you, Liesl, if they're looking for tips on how to be a new mom, want courses, want strategies?
0: Yeah. So I'm most active over on Instagram, uh, just mommy.labornurse over there. And TikTok, it's the same, mommy.labornurse. I've got a podcast myself. It's just the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast. I'm almost at 200 episodes We're we're almost there. I've had to put the podcast podcast for a while now. Um, so a lot of good information over there. I've also got the blog. It's just mommyliburners.com, And that's where we also got our online birth classes
1: to check out. Awesome. Thank you so much for being unsuccessful with ADHD. Thanks for listening to this episode of successful with ADHD. I hope it helps you on your journey. And if you need any additional support for you or a loved one with ADHD, feel free to reach out to us at coachingwithbrook.com and all social media platforms at Coaching with Brooke. And remember, it's Brooke with an E. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.